you saying? Oh, here we go. All right. I don't have any sound here, but I'm going to keep on talking. So someone give me some sound, would you, Mark? Can you, can you know how to do that? Uh, Sam. Oh, sir. <laughs> uh, there's still nothing there. Anyway, Stu made it the four outdoorsman. Mark's going to work on my microphone. We've got... Try uh, another jack. We're jimmy-rigging here a little bit because uh, we've got a couple of guys in the studio. Uh, in addition to Sam off it all, Mark Lukey's Strewman here, and, and Brandon behind the glass. Mark Lukey's kid, Nick, is here. Nick is mm. 10 years old, right? He's a hockey star. And we have a couple of guys from, uh, what's it called again? It's called... Uh, Come on. Bassinator. All right, I know that. Bassinator. We got Jeff ben- Jeffrey Benson. There we go, Mark. There you go, bud. I appreciate that. And Brandon came running in here, lost about three pounds. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Uh, we got uh, Jeffrey Benson and Jeff... Jacobson, all right? So, uh, obviously, from the Bassinator, we don't know what Bassinator, most people do not know what Bassinator is. We're going to talk a lot about that in the first session or the second session. But uh, say hi to your, well, hi to everybody. Welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen. Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. Hi, Lori. This is uh, your hubby, Jeffrey Nelson. Now she's going to want an autograph when you walk yeah. in the front door, right? Yeah. Jeffrey Nelson and, and uh, Jeff Jacobson, and they're from Bassinator. Tell the gang who are listening right now what Bassinator is. Uh, Bassinators is a youth fishing club for kids 8th grade and under. Uh, the SATT is a huge high school fishing organization with 1,000 kids in like 100 high schools. But those kids are all going to graduate, so we need junior high schoolers to fill those ranks. So... We've been around 20 years filling up those high school boats, and we've uh, had some wonderful success. We have kids that, with college scholarships now. We've got, uh, we got kids going to the junior worlds. Yep, the world championship. We have five, I read about that, yeah. Five Minnesota teams going to the junior world wow. championship coming up here. So That's cool. We're going to spend the, the second session talking to uh, Jeffrey Benson and Jeff Jacobson from Bassinator. And Adam. And Adam. Uh, how does Adam fit in here? Is it, he, he's one of the three. The, the father, son, the Holy Ghost. Which one is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got the myth. That's Jeff Jacobson because I'm always behind the scenes or in the boats with the kids because yeah. I'm just a giant kid. Yeah. And then yeah. we've got the legend, Jeffrey Nelson. So Jeffrey... Jeff is, is the instigator of this thing probably 20 years ago. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, the man boy. doing all the behind-the-scenes, doing all the, the fish donkey apps, checking fish. That's Adam. He's our man. He's the man. You gotta need a, You have to have a nerd in the group, don't you? You have to have somebody who knows all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, looking forward to talking to Adam as well. Sam, how you been, pal? I haven't seen you for a week. I haven't <clears throat> talked to you for about a week. I've been good. Been busy. Uh, trying to keep my head above water at work, <laughs> but uh, it's been good. If you guys don't know, well, you do know now that Sam uh, took over uh, Capra's from, from Dean Capra, and Ted gave it to Dean. Dean gave it to Sam, not gave it to Sam, and I Sam wish. took over. So how, <laughs> so how did you guys, how did you guys, now you walked in here with, with, with uh, Bassinator jerseys on and, and Cabela's, all this kind of stuff, and now you've got Capra's on your shirts. How did you guys hook up with Sam today, or when, when, when was that? Well, I'll say, and then you guys can take over. They've done this way before Sam's time at Capra, so you guys can talk. Uh, yeah, Capra's is one of the, I think there's only two sponsors that's been 20 years with the Bassinators, and uh, they've been really good to us. They work with the kids. If they wear their jerseys, they get a 10% discount on anything they purchase in store with cool. their jersey on. Yeah, it's cool. a lot of pressure, Sam. You better remember that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah I'm Ted- pretty sure the staff knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ted started it, and then uh, Dean took over, and then now we're glad to... 
have Sam taking it over. Sam will do a good job for you, and the kids love him. He's easy to work with, and uh, uh, it's going to be a great relationship between you guys and a lot of other organizations and Sam and Capris as well. Marky Boy, how you, are you feeling any better? Last week you were on the yeah, microphone and you sounded I, like crap. I, I've sounded like crap for four weeks. I feel great. I just uh, My voice hasn't come back. Maybe it's permanently lower. Maybe it's puberty. Maybe I maybe I hit <laughs> puberty. You never know. No, I'm, I'm a real I'm, boy. Yeah. I'm doing well. Uh, can't wait to get ice fishing. I spent a lot of time on the ice today, but it was augering and flooding hockey rinks. So uh, I had my auger out. And uh, shout out to K-Drill. I've spent hours and hours pumping with a... Uh, like a sump pump, you know, flooding the rink. The other day, I just punched a hole with my auger and decided to just leave it on, and it flooded the entire rink in like 10 minutes. <laughs> so I've wasted probably at least 80 hours of my life. So punching a hole through the ice with your K-drill, the yep. water came up through the hole and just kind of just slowly. I just left it on, right? And you know the auger action. Yeah. So, you know, it's eight inches of water gushing out instead of my two-inch hose that I've been using for however long so it's like uh, your whole life <laughs> so uh, That's good. Uh, shout out to clams k-drill because you've saved me hours and hours and hours now you're talking about your pond behind your home yeah our pond behind our home cool did yep. nicky help you at all nick did you help buddy he says yes he doesn't have a uh, microphone on he, he you move the nets for me come on mark move the nets for me how many inches of ice do you guys have about five ish it's getting soft you know we've had some warm days um that's not good for ice making, but uh, it's going to be warm a couple days, but then it's going to go back down. So yeah. um, it's still safe to walk on. Yeah, it does make me a little nervous when I flood, you know, thousands of gallons, and you know, there's two inches of water, and you can feel it go dung dung yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the weight. So I'm like, I had a bunch of kids out there with me. I'm like, maybe you should go on the side for a while. Yeah. And, uh, How deep is that pond? Twenty five feet or so. Really? Yeah. Oh, there's wow. fish in there. And uh, you just can't get to them because there's reeds everywhere in the summer. But I'm going to build a pier this year and get a rowboat or something and have the kids uh, My out there. guess is the city of Lionel Lakes will not let you build a pier. You know, our neighborhood is old enough where they don't really care. There's, you know, how new associations, they're really anal about everything. Yeah. Well, my neighbor's got a pier. We all, we all have peers. It's not a big deal. Huh. Sounds good to me. My man. theory is if you don't ask them, who yeah. cares? You know, yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah, no one's gonna. I don't think anyone in my neighborhood's gonna bust me for that. So. Ask Mike how that goes. It yeah, works my, son, my, <laughs> my son Mike is a general when it comes to those those kind of things. He's he's really good. But talk about and like him is my nephew Warren, who has a place in Chautauqua, Wisconsin, not too far from us, and it's a good old boys club there, you know. And he's got a he he bought an old cabin that was a piece of crap that should have been knocked down. It was just one of these things, but he brought it back to life. He it's it's a wonderful little cabin right now. And about seven, eight years ago, he put up a retaining wall because all the shore was going the wrong way. Dug it up, put a nice retaining wall in there. It's perfect and all that. Well, you can't do that. You can't. And uh, so they uh, uh, they gave him either uh, either take it down or we fine you $200. Well, I'll take the $200 fine. Have a good day. But, uh, yeah, so um, he was asking for forgiveness after that as well. So I understand that. Well, good for you guys. So talking about ice now, any hockey? What do you have this week? I didn't. We I'm, had uh, my son Max had a tournament in River Falls. It was his first ever hockey tournament. So I mean, it, it was a shorter drive than I drive to work, but but we decided to get a hotel so he could play with his friends and um, you know with three boys, none of them get one on one time, and so he got to play and not chase his younger brother around. So so um, it was just you and Max. It was just me and Max oh, the cool. whole weekend. Uh-huh. Yep. So it was a, it was a good time, man. Father son. I want to give uh, a shout out to um, Pheasants Forever. They've been they're sponsoring us to promote Pheasant Fest coming up. Yep. Um, I talked to Jared Wickland 
of Pheasant Fest, and we're going to have him on in a few weeks probably. And that's a great event. And thank you for thinking of us when when it comes to media. So thanks, Jared. We'll we'll do some commercials for you. We'll get you on. And isn't Jared promote. like the communications director or something like that for Pheasant Forever? He is. Yeah. And so February sixteenth is coming back to Minneapolis. Um, really. So it usually comes to Minneapolis about every four years or so. They like to our headquarters is here, so um, they like to come back at least every couple of years. So it's back in Minneapolis at the convention center. So it should be it should be a great time. Now you've gone to a couple of pheasant fests, right? I've gone to eight in a row. And I you think. said it's a lot bigger than people think it is. It's not just it a, not just a couple hundred people from the Twin Cities going to to sit around and, and make no, decisions. there's there's thousands of people. I I would guess thirty thousand people probably. That's the first time I really spent any time with Sam as we drove to Schaumburg, Illinois, to yeah. go to that Pheasant Fest, what, three years ago? Oh, it was longer than that. Was it four years ago? Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, it's people travel from all over the country, all over the world, really, to go to this because it's really the only big upland hunting show, and uh, they have so much going on. There's dog training stuff. There's cooking stuff. And uh, with Ron Sheer, the Productions and The Flush, we're, we're just very involved with them, and we have a booth there, so I work the booth all weekend. It's a great booth because I don't we don't sell anything, <laughs> so I just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> two, two things and about talk to people. Yeah. Two things about pheasant fest. You don't have to love pheasants to go to that. No, if yeah. you love dogs. Oh yeah, it's a oh dog show. Oh my gosh, go see the dogs. I would say it's a dog show first. Oh yeah, and the second thing that was probably my favorite show that I've ever witnessed. This poor guy, I'm not going to name names. It was a celebrity. Name it. Who cares? It's no. funny. Should I? Yeah. Scott Lindrum. Linden. Linden. Yeah. This late, he's you know not that big here. I feel bad. So we should have never. No, said he's, a great, he, he's, he's a great. He's a great guy. author. Yes. So this lady comes up to him and he goes, she goes, oh, I'd love to buy your book. And he's like, twenty five bucks autographed. And she goes, how much for a non autographed one? Yeah. <laughs> twenty five bucks. And he awkwardly is like, uh, twenty five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never. I walked away. I was like, poor guy. Did she buy it? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. He that's is. Funny. He is a phenomenal author. Yeah. Like, Say just, the name again. Who is he? Scott Linden. I I don't know him. Am I supposed to know him? He's, he's just another big name in like the upland hunting. Kinda. He's more like out west, though. Yeah, he's more out west. And I'm not sure why I asked that question because there's a good chance he might not know who I am as well. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just, probably a pretty good chance. That's a pretty good chance. <laughs> there, yeah. Saying there's a chance. And let's talk to the two Jeffs for a couple of seconds again. Welcome to the to the, to the four outdoorsmen. A little drive for you guys. Have you guys? I know you're with the kids. Do you guys do ice fishing things as well, or just summer stuff? Uh, last year was the first time we did, uh, ice fishing and mm -hmm. I think Adam had about, what we have maybe 10, 12 kids out there. Cool. And that was their first time. Um, I collected a lot of gear from my dad. I think I just dropped off two more depth finders for him for this winter. And so we're looking to do that again this year. And that's the other really nice thing about it. We have a parent who has parent that lives on Rush Lake. So we had it at Rush Lake out of their house. Oh, nice. perfect. So they had a road plowed right out of the house. We had the garage heated to eat and meet, and it's, just, it's spectacular. We couldn't do any of this without all the helpers we get. We get a lot of helpers. I've only been on Rush Lake a couple of times, and both times was, was fairly successful. I think that Rush Lake is probably underrated, and um, I think locally people want to go all over the place, and Rush Lake's right around the corner. Uh, it's a pretty good lake. Uh, do you agree? Do you agree? Oh yeah, that it, it, it's it's a really good lake because it's got all the species too. Yeah. Which at our we're called bassinators, but we don't care if we catch. 
pike or sunfish or you don't feel pressure to go after bass just because of the name <laughs> a little bit a little bit <laughs> i mean the, the, the saint perchinators come on yeah. <laughs> now when you guys have fundraisers do you sell bassomatics and that kind of thing <laughs> remember that thing yeah, i remember that now young jeff doesn't doesn't know what this is do you i don't it's, know why you call me young. yeah when's the last yeah. time you got called young jeff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> younger there was younger a, than jeffrey there was a thing on mark lukey knows and sam may not as well but i don't 40 years ago there was a uh, when, you know, there was a, on Saturday Night Live. It was Chevy Chase, and he was promoting a bassomatic. Remember that? Remember uh-huh. that? Yeah. And he's telling him, and it chops, it dices, and he throws a live bass into this blender and just chops, chops it all up, and he <laughs> makes it into a drink, and it's called the bassomatic. That's what it was. And uh, <laughs> he was selling them like uh, Pole Peel's Pocket Fisherman or something yeah. like that. A lot of fun. Now, you both obviously fish other than just helping the kids out. Jeffrey, let's start with you. How often do you fish, and what do you like to go for? I say I probably fish. 80 to 100 days a year. It's a lot. Whoa, nice. You must be retired. Close enough. I'm pretty good at what I do. So <laughs> Yeah, I, there you go. I leave early on Fridays once in yep. a while. One of those deals. Yeah, we all have those older guys in the office that, you know, <laughs> are always gone Friday and Thursday <laughs> for trips. Well, I got my <laughs> doctor's appointment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got my stuff done, boys. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through lunch. You guys go ahead. Uh, That's half my office, by the way. You are so married, right? I'm married. And yeah. she, does your wife like to fish with you, or do you not enjoy having your wife fish with you? No, she likes to just lay on the back deck, get a little sun in. That's read like a my magazine. wife. Yeah, yeah. We have the two live wells. I have a Stratus, mm-hmm. one live well. Well, we don't use that no more because we don't keep anything. But then the other live well has her wine coolers in it. <laughs> <laughs> it works out perfect. Yeah, yeah. and then you could drain the excess water. When you pull out, that's perfect, man. <laughs> and Jeff Jacobson, you are a fisherman yourself, obviously. Yes, I am. I'm a more multi-species fisherman, but I, bass was always my first love. And then, uh, yeah, I get out not too often other than bassinators. I do do a week on Winnebagosh with the family. Uh, I got a 16-year-old daughter and a wife, and they use the we use the live well exactly the same. It is for food, drinks, and but when we go out on uh, Winnie, it's it's hardcore walleye. And, yeah. again, it, I don't know what draws kids to me other than I'm a giant kid, but I take all the kids from the resort, and we just go out and have a blast. Good for you. And yeah. get them out, get them away from their parents, and we just go slay fish all week. We're, we're mainly on the lake more than we're on shore. My wife, um, I've never been on Winnie, by the way, and I know it's a lot of water, and it's a it's, it's got a reputation that holds itself for sure. But my wife is a little bit like your wife as well. She likes to fish. If you're going to catch fish and have a good time, you know, none of this, not a whole lot of patience, but she loves sunshine. She's a, you know, a, a warm weather fisher person, if you want to call it that. But if it's even 45 degrees, a little breeze, whatever, if she can't have some sunshine in a cocktail, it ain't going to happen. And, uh, but she loves to catch fish and she really, really does. And we, one time back in many, many years ago, we were on, uh, oh, Eagle's Nest, not too far from Ely. It was 4th of July weekend and she's reading a book. I got a couple of minutes here, and she's catching fish left and right, and I'm not. And all of a sudden, she catch, she's reading or shaving her legs and having a cod, whatever she's doing. <laughs> <her legs. laughs> it was a beautiful day, and she caught three walleyes back to back to back on a sunny day in the middle of the day, three pound, five pound, seven pound, boom, 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 three in a row. And uh, the seven pounder that she caught, I was at the stern, she's at the bow of the boat, and the rod stopped wiggling. And of course, I'm not catching anything, so I'm telling her what to do. And oh, yeah. uh, so I go to the bow of the boat, and I look, and the, wa- the walleye was wrapped around the anchor rope. It might have been, looked like it was six feet down, because you can't tell the depth, obviously. And it might have been two and a half feet down. 
and I knew it was just it was just floating there. And I went down up to my shoulders, and I grabbed the fish by the gill, and I unwrapped it three times from the anchor rope and brought up the seven-pound walleye nice. for her. Oh really, really cool. So she was all excited, and we got back to my old man at the hunting shack in Ely, Minnesota. He had a trailer back at that time. And we go back, and she's so excited. She's, Dad, Grandpa, Grandpa, John, I got a big fish. And my dad told her to get screwed, to be honest with you, because he, he fishes that lake all the time. And it was um, – and uh, so she came out to see that showed my dad the fish, and I already cleaned it. And she could have killed me, <laughs> because I I was I just I didn't think I thought you're not going to catch you're not going to you're not going to mount a fish unless it's ten pounds. Back then, it was a ten pound fish was the guideline when they went by pounds and not yeah, inches. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like that's all. I still don't understand that because like bass guys go by pounds, walleye guys go by inches. Like, yeah, yeah. Where's the hybrid? Unless there? they're on the fish donkey app, right? That's True. inches now, so it's changing. I would say it's changing, but yeah, it was. Uh, I remember carrying around that little Zebco weight or like weigher thing. And yeah. like oh, so you're one of those guys kid. in a tournament. Well, when you're, when you're, when you're 10 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every fish I had to weigh it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so this day, to this day, she still has caught the bigger, much bigger walleye than ever. I've never caught a walleye over five pounds. And I know that for a fact. And she caught a beauty there. But uh, good for her. She's a wonderful lady. She loves to be out the, in the outdoors. Stro, who's, on, that, who's on next? I think we're going to have the bass of those guys on. Isn't Jason Mitchell on? Jason's at a 640. Oh. And by the way, speaking of Jason Mitchell, a 640, you guys got to stick around. If you guys know who Jason Mitchell is, yeah, we're going to hear some stories. The Four Outdoorsmen. Just average guys that love to hunt and fish and chew the fat on Bob Outdoors. Winter is not the time to have problems with your furnace. Get the best behavior out of your home heating and cooling system with Dezeal Service Partner Plan. For just $9.99 a month, get professional priority service, two high-performance checks per year, no after-hours or emergency service charge, and much more. For the price of fancy coffee, the Dezeal Service Partner Plan can catch small problems before they are big ones. Call the top dog now and get January through March free. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and West Metro. Learn more at (laughs) DezealHVAC.com. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic is coming back to Minnesota at the Minneapolis Convention Center February 16th through 18th. What a great event. It's dog-friendly. Bring your dog. Uh, There's a bird dog stage. You can learn all sorts of stuff. There's great vendors selling anything you need. Wild game cooking seminars. Whatever you like, they have it. You don't even have to be in upland hunting to enjoy this show. That's the National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic, February 16th through 18th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Get your tickets at pheasantsforever.org. I'm here with the new owner of Capra Outdoors, Sam. Sam, I've been to the store recently. You have some hot deals going on for Christmas. Why don't you tell everyone what's going on for Christmas at Capra's? Yeah, we have a lot of deals going on right now. Um, Obviously, guns, ammo, we're swinging deals left and right. Ruger 1022s are still doing hot. Um, We're doing 20% off Rocky boots, 20% off uh, FXR, 
all ice houses, augers, everything. There's definitely a Christmas gift for your loved one. Check out Capras at 8565 and Highway 65 in Blaine. You want a cool lake trout fishing experience? Head to Ely, an Arrowhead Outdoors bait tackle hunt camp store, Minnesota's stream and lake trout headquarters. Arrowhead carries the largest selection of lake trout tackle found any place in northern Minnesota, and they're the only ones in Ely renting houses for targeting lake trout. Dates are filling fast, and sharing a lake trout fishing trip on the doorstep of the Boundary Waters means memories that are going to last a lifetime. <laughs> you might even catch a walleye or two. Arrowhead Outdoors? The very, very best. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove is your Hineker snowplow dealer. Hineker's quick hitch and trip edge systems makes removing snow easy. Made in Minnesota, Hineker plows are perfect for commercial or residential use. Have a bobcat? No problem. Hineker makes a plow for that too. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove also services all makes and models of plows and salt spreaders. Go to crystalwelding.com. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Falling asleep. Sleep can be hard, but it doesn't have to be. Make it easier on yourself. Go to MyPillow.com and pick up some Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $29.99 when you use the promo code BOB. We know MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but MyPillow has just announced that they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2023. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code BOB. What's for dinner burgers after last week no thanks avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea gas bloating stomach pain or loose oily stools it may not be just stomach issues it could be epi or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency epi can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food but epi can be managed Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I just found someone the perfect gift. And when my friend asked where they could get it, I said only at Kohl's. I've been gift shopping there and getting Kohl's cash every day while saving on must-haves like sweaters from Propt and Borrow and Sonoma Goods for Life starting at $19.99. Cookware from the Food Network at 20% off and cute boots from So and Elsie Lauren Conrad starting at $23.99. Plus, you can take an extra 20% off or save more with the Kohl's card. So get to Kohl's now. You'll thank me later. Select styles, 20% off on December 11th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. The number one request of deployed soldiers is take care of my family. The Minnesota Military Family Foundation does just that. We help military families when they have an unexpected financial crisis. I respect soldiers and their families because of their sacrifices for us. One way you can honor a soldier's request and show your respect is to donate. Go to minnesotamilitaryfamilyfoundation.org. Another way is to aggressively say thank you to members of military families. Yes, we as a community do take care of our military families. Thank you, military families, and thank you, Bob FM. No, don't start it again. we got a lot to talk about tonight. I'll tell you, we're talking, we got uh, 
Jeffrey Nelson and Jeff Jacobson here from Bassinator. And it's a fishing... I'll, I'll tell you, we don't need you guys. About us. The Bassinator's Fishing Club was started in 2004 by Jeffrey Nelson. That's you. The Bassinator's Junior Fishing Club is a nonprofit at 5013... No, I'm just kidding. Thanks for being here, you guys. Tell us all about Bass... <laughs> I didn't know it's been around for over 20 years. That's a great, great deal. Oh, we got Adam? Adam, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. There we go. I'm so confused. Adam, Steve, Strasinski, how are you, sir? Welcome to the Four Outdoorsman. Thank you for having me. All right, well, you, you might have a hard time hearing us a little bit, but so uh, if you can hear us, just be patient, and we'll try to slow down and, and uh, speak clearly. Thanks, and anytime you want to jump in, go ahead and jump in. Jeffrey Nelson, since you started Bassinator, tell us what Im- Im- impressed you enough about fishing with kids to get this thing going. All right, well, real quick, I want to ask Adam, how many fillets did you get today out on the ice? We have three northerns. Very nice, very nice. All right. Well, way back when I first started um, fishing, um, there was a big call by um, BASS and the national leagues to get more kids into fishing. And and so the first clubs, there was just a, a few kids that, you know, had access to boats and all that well i grew up in minneapolis and i never had access to boats and that and so my wife and i decided to recruit kids from our neighborhood and that and when you see a kid catch their first fish even if it's a you know a half pound sunfish or a three ounce crappie or a northern pike it's just it's just amazing and it just snowballed and with all her support and that and and the smiles and then all the people i've met over the years it's just grown to where in like 2013 we split because we used to do grades or ages 8 to 18 and it was around 2013 2014 we had like almost 300 kids and i'm working a full-time job and my buddy ron's helping me he's working a full-time job so we met some guys from brainerd and they started the satt the high school mark fisher came out to help you one time right yeah he helped us way back when we were juniors yeah 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 or way back when we started right so we split off so that left a void for a couple of years. No one did juniors as much. So then I came back and did that. Oh, because I forgot I was president of the Minnesota Bass Federation. So when I retired from that. But anyways, I keep looking around and I know you're <laughs> going in and out. But we went through this, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. That's the weirdest thing about radio. You have to talk straight up no matter who's t- talking. Yep. It's weird. Yeah, well, I'll get good at this after, you know, yeah, several you're, more you're invites out here. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, and then um, with all the sponsors, you know, because Ranger Boats, they know I'm only going to buy maybe five in my life, but a kid might end up buying seven or eight or ten. But so much sponsorship um, support came in that two tournaments a year turned into four, four turned into six, six turned into eight. Now there's there's kids from all over the state that want to be in clubs, so this year, Bass Ninners, we're really moving around the state. We're going to be up at Woman Lake for a tournament. Popular, we're, yeah. We're going to be west in Osakis. So if anyone's listening or knows people in those areas, and uh, we'll even we're going to go down south to Big Jefferson down by the Faribault area. Do so. you know the date you're going to be at Osakis? I do. I can look that up here on my phone. We'll do it during break. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Good. Yeah. But yeah, so because we want to get kids all over the state involved. So, Mark. So, Jeffrey, or any of you can chime in. So, you, you hold tournaments about every month all summer. Say, uh, you know, Johnny's 12 years old. He wants to get involved in this. Does he just call the organization? and Or is there, like, a, do you have to, like, introduce a kid and fish for a while before you can do a tournament? Or how, how does the actual process work uh, to get a kid involved? So, 
First of all, we'll ask them some questions. Uh, there'll be a tryout. Um, but actually, all you have to do is go to the Bassinator's website, and you can get it there. Cool. And we'll take anybody. And let me tell you, some of the kids' first times, we had a blast this year. Our this TOC, I was on Waconia. I had uh, one of the newer kids in there. <laughs> Caught himself a muskie. Nice. You know, he, he, this is Jeff Nelson. He said he, he's, he's uh, Jeff Jacobs, and he's a— uh, he said he's kids like him because he's a little kid himself. And when he first started saying, "Well, there's a tryout," and, all, and I'm thinking, I know he's BSing, but it's funnier now. Can you can you picture telling the kid he can't be on the team because yeah. he didn't catch a fish? <laughs> he didn't make the cut. He, he, you cut well, this sorry. kid. That's where yeah. the volunteer. You know, the people that come and volunteer is awesome. It's you know, it's but it's tough now to get to places with gas prices being up, boat prices being you know oh, everything. You know, I grew up in a family where we had a cabin to go to on the weekends. We had access to a boat. I had a dad that loved to fish, be with his kids, teach us all, you know, scientifically is how I fished. So my style versus Jeff's style is totally different. Everybody on my boat, when they see Jeffrey going by, they're going, oh, he's going to a dock. <laughs> <laughs> Every kid knows Jeffrey fishes docks. Yeah. And so getting them to, you know, that's, you may win a tournament winning fishing on docks. You may fish it winning fishing deep. Ned rigs doing something different. Yeah, a cool thing that we were talking about in the lobby too, not to steal your thunder, but you do six tournaments, you know, a year. But the first month that they get together, they're cleaning up a lake. So they they wow. they've adopted what you said was Coon Lake. Yeah, yeah, Coon, Coon Lake. Lake. We we have official sign that that's our adopted lake. It was a thing that the DNR in the state tried to get going a few years back, and I'm sure there must be a couple other lakes in the state i'm hoping anyways adopted but i know coon lake is and we clean it at least once every year so well, i can just i can throw my cans and i know you guys will take care yeah, of it right yeah, that's there awesome. you go like John, <laughs> John just kidding shore. just kidding <laughs> but, on a, but on a yeah but on a serious note i read that about that as well coon lake this blew me away in one day or maybe it's a two-day cleanup with these kids how many pounds of debris did you guys find in coon lake in that one one day well, that one time we filled up the back of two half tons, so that'd be four four thousand pounds. Yeah, it was two a ton, lot. Two tons. It, it was a lot. I we, mean, pick up your trash, junk. people. Just junk. <laughs> pick it up. Isn't oh, that we something? Have, we have kids who are want to fish, having to go pick up trash. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love that you're teaching them that, but goodness gracious, it shouldn't be two yeah. truckloads of trash. That's crazy. How many kids have you got involved? I know you're like eight to fourteen. How many kids is there? Are there accurate numbers that you have right now? Adam, you have the numbers in your head? I think we have last summer 45 kids, maybe. That doesn't seem like a lot to me. I I would think there would be more interest there. Why do you think that is, Adam? And do you agree with me? Should there be be more than 45 kids in in your program? I would. I think some of it's the not a lot of people know about fishing teams Mm -hmm. and about the bassinators or because the concentration is on high school right the high, high school angling so there's just not a, a lot of knowledge about our club itself or other clubs you know brainerd or big lake that has high school teams they just don't have a lot of juniors well i would or think... cities that don't have teams at all yeah i i would think uh almost any kid who loves the outdoors yeah. who's maybe 10, 12, 13 years old, would like to give this a shot. I just, if I was a kid back then, I would eat it up. I think this is a, a privilege, boy. What you oh, guys yeah. are doing is amazing. Go ahead, Sam. That's why, you know, we were talking yesterday at the store, and that's why I was like, I need to get you guys on because 
like you said, and I know I'm sure there's not a number you guys would cut off as long as you had enough volunteers, right? right? Volunteers is the biggest thing because if you have a boat or if you have any desired volunteer, they could use you as well. But like you say, it's true. I bet there's hundreds of kids who would love the opportunity to go at that. And I'm sure there's also that equal amount of adults who would w- be willing to help. I mean, like, Mark, you're the type of guy, yeah, you have kids, you're busy, but I know you're thinking about, like, oh, I could help out a tournament yeah, or two. And Nick, definitely. You know, Nick's the perfect 10-year-old kid who loves to fish. Mm-hmm. That's why I think there's, like Adam said, I think it's just a, a a lack of awareness, and that's why I wanted to get him on, get, the, get it out there, and anything we can do to help – we would love to. And if you need, I know they're having a big banquet next year. And if you need the best MC in the state of Minnesota, Strewman is your guy. I got to be careful with my jokes, though, I think. That's right. <laughs> what did I tell you? I, I told him, I said, you just got to make sure they know it's a kid's yeah, event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, knock, knock. So a priest and uh, whatever. Yeah. What? All you guys got one of those six-second six buttons when I'm doing yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, here's a date for Mark. Mark, you got four, have four kids. Sam, uh, I mean, Sam's got four kids. Mark's got three kids. April 29th, 2023 is the Coon Lake Cleanup and Picnic. That might be something for your kids to get involved with a little bit. And uh, yeah, I would absolutely love to. Do April twenty ninth, mm-hmm. yeah. no hockey on April 29th, Mark. All right. Nope. Yeah, good for you guys. I'm looking at tw- Go ahead. Uh, oh, Jeffrey. and then last year we used our uh, experience and we went to North Long to get kids up north involved, and we went to Clearwater out west of town, and Chisago Lake, and where's the fourth one? Do you remember, Jeff? Uh, Washington Stella. Washington Stella. Stella. Yeah. So between those, we brought in another 104 kids. Now, Act- Jeff, no, Jeff, number two, you were talking about the uh, even a couple of kids have an opportunity to go to the, uh, the, the TBF Junior World Championships. And I think last year they were in Kentucky Lake, which is Paris, Tennessee, which sounds like a cool, cool place. How many kids from your group went down there and who went with them? Did anybody go down there to, to fish in the, in the junior championships? We had... Three teams? Four last year. Or two teams. Yeah, we had the two teams. Two teams, four kids, yeah. And we had one of the teams took first in their first in their division and uh on the last day they blanked, but they were the team to beat. That's cool. Well well congratulations to Samuel C and Mason C. They must be brothers, I'm guessing, from Anoka, and Ryan K and Zayden. They finished twelfth in the country. That's wonderful. Go ahead, Mark. So another important part of this uh, whole thing is volunteers, getting people out there to help the kids and drive a boat. What, um, what do you require of a volunteer? How, how does one get involved in that end of it? Do you have to be a Bass Pro or are you just kind of a chauffeur? Do you have to you know, teach uh, certain techniques? Or what, what do you require of volunteers? Or are they, just, are they pilots? It, when it comes to it, we're pretty much pilots. You have to be comfortable in a boat. I'll say that uh, you're dodging lures, you're yep, tying. I'm used to that. You're tying knots. Uh, you're helping the kids out. Um, I kind of go through in the very beginning of the day. We do a do a meeting, boaters meeting in the very beginning, and then I kind of go out throughout the day with the kids of how I would, if I was in an actual tournament, this is how I would approach the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the weather. This is where the wind's been blowing out of. Let's go check see if we can find some bait. This is the colors we're going to use and we just go from there and just help them along the way. Right. Be there to, you know, help them next. Encourage. Them, yeah, encourage. Set the just hook. like you, sports, encouragement yep. is more and important the, than anything. Yeah. Go, go ahead, and Adam. Boat captains, they don't have to have any special boat. They don't need a $80,000 Ranger. They can have, I don't know, 14-foot aluminum 
boat, yeah, you know, with a 20 horse. And since we use uh, the Fish Donkey app, we release, after we catch the fish, we, we release them right away for that conservation aspect. And so live wells aren't needed. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, we're talking with the guys from uh, uh, Bassinator, and uh, it's a, an organization that helps young kids from the ages of 8 to 14 get in, involved with fishing. we got Jeff, Jeff, and it's Adam, right, that yep. we're talking to? Adam, what are you, now you mentioned fish donkey. What are your responsibilities with the group? My, I... I'm the tournament director, so with the the fish donkey, I'll set up the tournament, and it's an app where the the youth and the boat captain will register, and that's how we keep track of all the fish catches. Uh, using this app, we take a picture of the kid holding the fish, a picture on the measuring board. We go by inches, and then the app automatically keeps track of each team's fish, uh, collectively by inches, and then we have the leaderboard on the app uh, that we'll be able to see. You know. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going. Every, Go ahead, sir, finish it up. Oh, are you still there, Adam? Might have lost him, right? Mm-hmm. Might have lost him. I was going to say the. Um, I was going to say that going by the inches makes sense to me. That prevents people from trying to throw lead weights down the belly of these babies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. The, weight, like, the weights don't make them any longer. They That's don't make true. them. Yeah, they don't make them lo- any longer at all. Depends on how big the weight is. Yeah, Mark, you got Mark, you got a few shout outs. Yeah, we'll do a quick shout outs here and take a break. Uh, first one's Twin Cities Walls Unlimited said Happy Sunday, and they're excited to hear from Jason Mitchell, who spoke with them uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, Steve Renneberg. Up there in Ely, Minnesota, says great weekend of ice fishing here in the Ely area. Wally's Pan Fishing Pike were all snapping on many of the area lakes. Solid 10 to 14 inches of ice reported. Very little snow on the ice, so traveling is very easy right now. And our friend John Marshall is listening from the wheelhouse. He must be up north somewhere. I probably wouldn't put a wheelhouse out here yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, tell us how someone can get a hold of the Bassinators if they, if they, uh, they want to get kids involved. Uh, Bassinators.org is our website, but we put a lot more pictures and stuff on our Facebook page, which is Bassinators Junior Fishing Club. And then I just wanted to say uh, hi, Lori, and I'll just try to rattle off some of the people over the last 20 years that have really helped us. Todd Soderbach, Peter Anderley, Ron Sherwood, um, uh, Scott Bonham has been with us since day one. Um, I should have had a piece of paper, but those are <laughs> all, all right. the adult. We'll let you do it at the end of the show. We got to take. We'll do it at the end of the show. We got to take a Good. break and get on to uh, our buddy Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell outdoors. I'll tell you, Devil's Lake, North Dakota, great guy. saying thank you to our first responders and the service men and women of Minnesota. That's something we can all get behind. It's why Bob FM and our homegrown artists have teamed up to create this year's Minnesota Country Salute CD. When you buy a Minnesota Country Salute CD this year, you'll know the net proceeds go to the Minnesota Military Family Foundation and Minnesota Wheels of Honor, two organizations that ensure those who serve us are not forgotten. Say thank you when you pick up your Minnesota Country Salute CD today. Find out where you can buy yours today at mybobcountry.com. So you've never been to Devil's Lake, North Dakota? You gotta. 
Devil's Lake has been rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country for many years for many reasons. Hey, plenty of walleyes, of course, with no slot limits. You've heard it before. 365 days season, five a day in tenant possession. That's crazy. And jumbo perch are a blast to catch. Devil's Lake got many guide services that'll make sure your ice fishing trip will make you want to come back. Hey, bring your family. Let's have some fun. Check out devilslakend.com and thanks. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, Rods, Reels, and Combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic is coming back to Minnesota February 16th through 18th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. If you love upland hunting or you love dogs or you love the outdoors in general, it's such a great event to go to. Dogs are welcome. They run around. They have a dog parade, bird dog stage, wild game seminars. They have habitat health desks. If you have some land that you want help managing for wildlife, they'll certainly help you out. Everyone is welcome at Pheasant Fest, February 16th through 18th. Go to pheasantforever.org. I'm here with the owner of Capra's Outdoors, Sam. I know that you have some great Christmas deals coming up. Tell us what's happening at Capra's. Yeah, we do have gifts for everyone, too. Anywhere from, you know, we have Benelli shotguns. We have the new Ron Shera 2023 calendars. Ooh, that's hot. We have it all. We have clothing, deals on everything. Come talk to an associate. We'll take care of you. We'll fit We'll fit your budget. Check us out at Capra's Outdoors, 8565 on Highway 65 in Blaine. Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with this simple solution. Go to CatsCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made in Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota doesn't claim to be Minnesota's trout headquarters just because no one else does. They actually carry the largest selection of lake trout tackle found anywhere in northern Minnesota. And much of it is custom made right there at Arrowhead. This season, Arrowhead Outdoors is the only store in town renting ice houses for lake trout. And if you never caught a lake trout through the ice, get ready for an experience worth sharing. Hey, come relish the wilderness and the serenity of Ely area. And let Arrowhead Outdoors help you catch a few trout. All right, welcome back to the Four Outdoors one, everybody. I'll tell you what, look up Bassinator, B-A-S-S-I-N-A-T-O-R. That fishing group, if you have kids who want to get involved in fishing, those guys are the real deal. I'll tell you what, but right now we got a real deal. We have Jason Mitchell. Jason, thanks for being back on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a little while. Well, I tell Good you what, I tell you, it has been a while. We Jay, we like to have Jason Mitchell twice a year, once in the once in the fall, just before ice fishing and 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 spring, so he can give us some ideas. But I have to give this guy some credit. He's very. You have to be very patient to be a fisherman. And Jason Mitchell ju, Mitchell just showed that to me because he thought I was calling him yesterday. I told him 
I was going to call him Saturday. He so about about eight o'clock last night. I get it. I get it. He must have had a cocktail. He says a little. Are, are you still are you still going to call tonight? I said, oh, I'm a day early, so he uh, he waited 24 hours for me, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Anything for you. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Mark, go ahead, Mark. Jason, Mark here. Uh, how was your ice show? You know, I saw you, but you had a line about 10 deep, and I just didn't want to bud bud myself in. I know how important that is for you to meet. Uh, people, you know, that are fans and, and teach them about uh, Clam. But uh, how was your ice show in, in the Twin Cities here? It was great. It was, yeah, a lot of a lot of excitement for ice fishing. And, uh, yeah, I lost my voice over that weekend and <laughs> talked to a lot of people. So it was a good weekend. How many pros do do does Clam send to that thing? I mean, when you walk around, it's like, do they have 2,000 people working for them? Or what's the deal with that? There's Clam people everywhere. I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, I get so busy at that show. I don't really even get a chance to hardly walk the floor or, or see anything. You know, so I'm kind of just lost in my own little bubble, I guess. So, <laughs> but I, I'm not sure. This might have been the first ice show at the St. Paul River Center, I imagine, where it was again, and that I've missed in a long, long time. Was Mr. Gens sitting on his big old massive sled, his snowmobile again this year, sitting there just talking to people for eight hours? Yeah, you know, he was there, you know, it was really cool. So, you know, Dave's getting older. Every year he says he's going to retire, but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he's still getting after it hard on the ice. I mean, the guy's still fishing all the time. But uh, I know, like, on Saturday it was pretty cool. He was supposed to show up for a, a meet and greet, and I want to say it was like two hours or whatever. He ended up being there, like, talking to people for about eight or nine hours. So. We like to have <laughs> Dave, Dave Gens. Dave. We like to have Dave, Dave Gens on the show every once in a while as well. And, and last year, I'm not sure if it's in the fall or the spring. I think it's a spring. He likes to go out east. He knows some people out in Pennsylvania or New Jersey or someplace, and he goes ice fishing out there. And like you said, he's older. I, I think he's older than I am. I'm sure he's older than I am. And he was out there last year, and they had to literally. The ice was already slowing down. I mean, it was it was coming off the lake, and they literally had to put pallets out for about 30, 40 feet to balance to go out on the ice and i think you're crazy yeah he's 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 still doing it he's not going to quit till they force him to quit nope nope that's what we love about him yeah. so what's new at devil's lake devil's lake north dakota devil's lake uh, tourism is our great sponsor are things busy out there the ice is good and fishing's good right about now yeah you know we, we we have been seeing some good bites you know i i had some good bites going here before i left and then i was gone for about a week and then uh you know, just came back home, and there's more ice and, uh, you know, more fish getting caught. You know, there's just more places you can get to as the ice develops, yeah. you know. And so uh, we've got good ice out here. People are getting after it pretty hard now. I would imagine, you know, you travel all over the country, in Canada, of course, and, and uh, we're going to talk about a lake trout fishing trip that was one of the shows uh, a couple of weeks back that I just got a kick out of. But do you actually you, – you got to your ass has to be dragging by the time you get home. And you got kids there. Do you – fish a lot on devil's lake when you come home or do you just take it easy for a while you know it depends i fish a lot more than probably what people would think you know i mean it doesn't take as much to film shows sometimes what people think you know i mean we're getting a lot of inf good information when we go somewhere right so you know a lot of times you know we're you know we're going to a different lake and even though i've never maybe been there before you know we're getting really good help you know and so then that speeds up things dramatically you know as far as if you know we're teaming up with say a local guide and filming with them you know and and, uh, you know, you might only have maybe a day and a half, two days into filming a show and then yeah. whatever it takes to drive there and drive back. And there's a lot of times where we'll take turns, you know, driving through the night just so we can be home, you know, one more day to be a dad and a husband, you know. But, yeah, I mean, that's a challenge, you know, when you are on the roads, you got to be a dad and a husband, too. And then, obviously, 
you know, um, I mean, I, I, I just think it's important to fish a lot, you know, and so I, I fish a lot. Even when I'm home, even when I'm not filming something, I'm testing lures, I'm testing equipment, I'm looking, trying to find new spots, trying to find a good bite to maybe film. You know, I just I just love to fish, you know, and, and I hope I don't ever lose that, you know. So, yeah, I, I fish quite a bit. You know, I think it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's, fun it's fun to watch, it's fun to watch your, 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 your trans transformation from the last 10, 15 years or whatever because – Little by little, I think you're just getting so comfortable with what you're doing out there, just trying to pre- prevent, present information to all of us anglers. And I, the last show I saw, oh, your, your hat's all crooked. You haven't shaved in three days. You didn't give a crap. You're just out there fishing, having a good time. <laughs> it was fun. And if, I tell you what. I'm more comfortable in my natural environment. <laughs> I think you are. I think you are. You know, once you look at the people you're with, you say, hell, I can do better. I look as good as they do. Who cares? But you know, the, I want to talk a little bit about lake trout in a couple of seconds. But you were just... I'm not sure if it was the last show or the one before. You were in western Wisconsin fishing crappies, and it looked to me like you were on the Chetek Channel Lakes. And I don't. I was trying because we have a place in Chetek, Wisconsin, and I'm looking. and I'm seeing some boundary. I think I think they're in Chetek. And I talked to um, Dax. I just text Dax. He was with you, I think, on the Channel yep. Lakes. I don't know. If it was was that Chetek or were you someplace closer to Hayward? No, it was right in that Chetek area. It was. You called I, it. I did. Did you yeah. see your favorite bar or something, Stu? Oh, I saw I saw Gilligan's, I saw Reds, I, yeah, I, saw, I saw them all <laughs> there, yeah. But but I tell you what, what you guys were doing was something that I, I know what happens, but I think it's the average angler never thinks about and I'm with two Jeffs here, a uh, a Jeff Benson and a, and a Jeff Jacobson. They do a they're with an organization called Bassinators. They help kids from ages eight to fourteen fish. And it's a, it's a league and they have a lot of fun. But so they fish a lot more than I do. You were fishing for crappies three inches below the surface of the ice. I mean, that's, I never heard of that. And you're fishing in like in six, eight, ten feet of water. Tell us a little bit about that, will you? Well, I think it happens quite a bit. I mean, I, I see it happen a lot on a lot of different lakes. Uh, uh, late ice, those fish just move up shallow. And, you know, a lot of times you don't see them on your electronics. You know, you have to almost look for them on your electronics where, uh, you know, you have to have your transducer up high and, um, and kind of anticipate it because the other thing is you can just drop right back right past the fish so easy yeah you know when they're those fish are riding a foot underneath the ice it's really really easy to miss them if you're not onto that you know and, and sometimes you get lucky and see the fish you know sometimes you get lucky and maybe the fish are halfway down in the water column and say seven eight feet of water and by the end of the day they're right underneath the ice and then you're kind of clued into it you know but if you're not clued into that it, it can be a long day <laughs> i remember the first time i ever saw that <clears throat> Oh, goodness, it was, oh, I don't know, 25 years ago. Uh, I was down at Jamestown Reservoir in, in central North Dakota, and, you know, and, you know, pretty good crappie fishery. You know, probably one of the few places around at that time where you go and catch a lot of crappies on purpose. And, uh, you know, and I remember one particular day we were like in 10 feet of water. We were catching a lot of fish, you know, like halfway down the water column where, you know, the fish are showing up good on our electronics. And, um, and then by the end of the day, the fish just disappeared. And I just remember just, just you know, trying a lot of different things, moving around, going back to my old holes that were good, you know, earlier, and trying different things, and nothing was working. And um, I remember, you know, just thinking, well, maybe they're maybe they're higher, maybe they're even higher. And I remember just going right below the ice and, and catching one, and just being so surprised and delighted. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and that's like the first time I'd ever seen that. You know, and and. Um, and since, you know, there's been many, many times where that's been the deal, you know, but what was interesting when we filmed that particular show was that, you know, I kind of 
knew just from the intel that I had received that, you know, the fish were starting to stage and starting to move up shallow, you know, below, right below the ice. Right. But um, I figured they'd be really aggressive. And so I was using like a, like a bigger soft plastic, which is one of my favorite things to start out with for catching bigger crappies. I, you know, I like to start out aggressive. And, and uh, right away I was getting my clock cleaned. I wasn't doing that well. It, you know, people around me were catching way more fish. And, um, and then I kind of got tuned into it. They were using really, really small stuff, you know, light line, really small, finessey, tiny, tiny tungsten profiles with really, really small plastics, and they were just feeding it down there so slow, you know. And um, so even though those fish are right underneath the ice, you know, six, I mean, some of those fish are so shallow, they must have had to turn on their sides to eat, you know. Isn't that crazy? And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, and so once I kind of got into tune with that, then I started catching a lot of fish, too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's fun going to different places, too, and fishing with different anglers. You, you learn different things, you know, and that's kind of what I love is learning. Well, I tell you, the Shatek Channel Lakes is 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 all. I mean, it's it's a wonderful place. It's it's a lot of lot of fish there. There's a lot of walleyes there. More in the winter, they catch them a lot more in the winter than the summer because there's so much. It's such a resort area. We go up there to to pontoon ride um, around the lakes and hit a few pubs and go fishing and golfing. It's a great place to. It, there's a lot of fish, but there's just too much traffic in the summer. The winter is a lot lot more productive. One of the things I saw as well, I forget the name of that gentleman who was with you that time. Uh, he was fishing like you talked. Uh, I think the drop kicks, 16-ounce drop kicks, but he was using like a five-foot fishing rod. I've never seen anyone ice fish. It had to be a five-foot fishing rod. Is that is that yeah, becoming that more was, prevalent? That, yeah, that was Derek Comforin, and uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of a thing in a lot of places, and I've also seen that like down in the Madison chain, too, where you know people are really in tune or, or do a lot of shallow water fishing or fishing right below the ice. I mean, yeah. if you're you know, using a longer rod, a lot of times they're using an inline rod where the line goes through the blank, and um spring rubber on the end of it yeah, and uh yeah. you know for like shallow fish you know you can just get the rod down you don't have to reel you know the fish really down say two feet three feet or whatever whatever you're doing and um it's almost like a cane pole you're just dipping it down lifting the fish up dumping the fish on the ice and dipping it back down and so yeah very very deadly when you're fishing you know less than four or five feet of water it's uh it's definitely a Something to have in your in your arsenal for it was, sure. It was a lot of fun to watch. Let's go. Let's go to let's go to some lake trout. Another one of the most recent shows that might have been today. Uh, I watch them all, you know, and they, they they run into each other, but it's just so much fun. Have a cup of coffee in the morning on Sunday mornings on Valley Sports North, and Jason's on there, and and you just you can't stop. It's only half an hour, but you just can't stop. And Jason, it's not because of you. I'd be honest. It's <laughs> But, but I don't want the show to be about me. I want the fi- show to be about the fish. It is. It, well, your photographer. The places we go, you know. I yeah. mean, I'm pretty boring dude. I just like. I'm just a <laughs> I've had a I've had a couple beers with you. Yes, you are kind of boring. But I'll tell you what. Let's go. To, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, you were you went lake trout fishing at Baker's uh, Narrows in Saskatchewan, someplace up there, I think, and that was for lake trout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that looked like a lot of fun. Is that your first time up there? Let's talk about lake trout. I didn't know that you could you. Were, Lake trout suspend as well. You're fishing in 60, 70, 80 feet of water, and sometimes you're only going up to 30, 40 feet of water. How do you determine what depth to fish for lake trout? My Lord. Well, that's what's so fun about it is that the fish determine it. I mean, there's times where a fish will come up 10, 20 feet to hit you. Yeah. There's times where they'll chase you up 20 feet, they'll chase you down 20 feet. I mean, you're all over the water column yeah. when you're working lake trout. I mean, that's what makes it so fun. There's been times where, you know, I had a trout, Coming in, coming out, you know, they dart in, dart, dart out like 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 fast sharks, you know, and uh, 
and maybe their tail swatting or bumping it and uh, couldn't get it to bite. And, and round and round, this fish was going. Finally, I, oh, I got to put on a different lure. I'd reel up as fast as I could to change my lure or drop something else down. And 10 feet below the hole, that fish would burn all the way up as fast as I was reeling with a bait casting reel and hit me 10 feet below the ice. That's why we love lake trout. They, they do things that no other fish does. You know, I, you found, know? It, I found it interesting as well. Like anything else, you have... Thirty thousand dollars worth of lures, like a lot of the big shots do, <laughs> and you and I figured Actually, where... you'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm a pretty simple guy. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying some people are shocked by how little stuff I carry around. Well, I'm that... in the right place, at the right time with the wrong lure. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you because you and the other guy, you were there was a couple of guys you were fishing with with the lake trout up there, and you both said pretty much the same thing. We up right now it's three lures a four inch wide rubber tube a spoon and a rattle rattle shad or something like that. that's it and it's it's one of those three we are and, and the the white rubber tube thing you were using is the go-to one and that costs you a quarter or 50 whatever it is you know and it works as well as anything else so simpler is better sometimes huh yeah, you know, you take a white uh, tube jig, that's caught a lot of lake trout on a lot of different water. And, you know, some days it might be dark colors. I mean, I, you know, I'll i play around and change colors. I, I love that Super Leech Flutter Spoon. That's been one of my best lake trout lures since it came out. Yeah, you that's know? what I was, and, yeah. uh, and some of these fish get pretty old in some of these fisheries where I think sometimes they kind of get uh, turned off to some of the tubes where maybe they've seen them a few times, you know. And even on some of these remote lakes, you know, most of these fish have been caught and handled, you know, uh, multiple times. And, um you know, and then that super leech flutter spoon, like a little bit of uh, whitefish or walleye belly, you know, you can use a strip of belly meat up there, you know, in Manitoba. And um, that's been dynamite, you know, and then, you know, the rattle baits, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, but the big thing is just having confidence and in, in having fish below you. Yeah. If you have fish below you, I mean, you watch. I mean, I'll be fishing with something. Maybe I have a buddy that's fishing with something else. And over the course of the day, usually we'll all catch fish. But every once in a while, one person will walk away with it with one particular thing. And then you have take notice, you know, and yeah. usually it's whatever you have one of in your tackle box is what the fish want. Then you go buy more. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and yeah. then the next day it's whatever one you have. That's why we have so much tackle. You know, I'll tell you <laughs> what, I'll, one more thing. I'll let you go. This is Jason Mitchell, Jason Mitchell outdoors and Valley sports North. And the last, this episode we're talking about, about the, and the lake trout, find it. You'll find it someplace. It's only a, a, either this week or last week. And you got to go to about minute 22 or 23 and watch Jason run from his snowmobile. It's funnier than hell, I'll tell you, because somebody caught a 41-inch lake trout, and it was a monster, and it took a long time to bring it in. But watching you hop from your snowmobile and jog, try to – it was – look at it yourself. You'll get a kick out of it, but that's one big fish. Jason, thanks for everything you do. I love it. Uh, everyone who knows anything about fishing loves to watch your stuff on, on, on TV on Sunday mornings at my house. Jason – Mitchell of Jason Mitchell Outdoors. Thanks again for joining us, and uh, we'll see you January 12th through the 14th. We're going to be in Devil's Lake ourselves. We'll stop and say hi. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, take care. Thanks for joining us. All right. All right, thanks to you guys. Right? Fascinators. Hey, thank you very much. Well, I'll put you to sleep a little bit. I just want to say Jeff, Jason, uh, Ron, and Scott Bonema, you guys have been wonderful since day one. And then I wonder. Let everyone remember Bassinators.org. There you go. Bassinators.org. If you're an adult with a boat, if you don't have a boat, we have things on shore too. Somebody cooked brats for 72 kids last year at one of our events. So. That a boy. Don't even have to be a fisherman. Thanks, everybody. Listen to the Four Outdoorsman. Get ready for Real Talk Outdoors right now. My buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.